Hi, everyone. This is Scott from Prepare to Answer. I want to share some news with you about an exciting new resource that we've created called So Much More Than Sex. It's no secret that the subject of sex is one of the biggest concerns for young Christians today. That's why we've created So Much More Than Sex for senior teens and young adults. It's a four-part video series, complete with notes and discussion questions, that you can do with your young adults class, small group, or even on your own. The point of the series is to help you shift the narrative about sex away from seeing biblical teaching as little more than an outdated list of do's and don'ts, and replacing it with the overwhelmingly positive, life-giving, and eternally significant vision that the Bible gives for your sexually ordered body. If you want to get in on the So Much More Than Sex series, just follow the link in the episode description. And now we turn to today's episode. Welcome to another Prepared to Answer podcast. My name is Sean Walker, and I want to invite you to join Scott as he discusses how to respond when Christianity is blamed for residential schools. This message is taken from a youth apologetics conference Scott spoke at in the fall of 2021. But I've been thinking a lot about about this in particular. Um, I think because it hits so close to home. And I feel so convicted about the history uh, uh, of, of what's happened in our nation. And I feel, you know, it's just this deep disappointment that the church, I know not my church, I know maybe not this church, but the church is implicated. And I think, well, how, do, how are we ever going to respond to that? The damage that's done. Sometimes I shake my head and I go, Jesus, why in the world have you left your public reputation in our hands? Um, I'm not sure he's left it in our hands, but for some reason he's chosen to associate with us. <laughs> but I think there's also something to be learned in that and something to be communicated. I think about this and I think, okay, what if someone approached me and said the obvious, look, look what the church, look what Christianity did. Look at the oppression committed by Christianity. What would you say? You thought I'd just give you the answer. Let's try it, try it on. What, what would you say? No one wants to take a stab at it. I know. I'm not exactly sure what I would say either. Sometimes I have to work through these things and practice them in anticipation that it might come up. But whether I have the exact words, here is how I would respond or here is how I would work to steer the conversation. First of all, we certainly can't get away from it. You know what? You're sickened by that, so am I. Those things were awful. I can't believe that happened in our country. In, in schools run by churches, by people who call themselves Christians. I agree with you. Those, those are awful. I'm in shock. But here's where I would want to steer the conversation. I wouldn't want to try and 
downsell the history or try and clarify the detail. I wouldn't even try that. Because this is, this is a calling into question the goodness of Christianity. Here's what I would ask. But what makes you say that Christianity was the cause of this? Help me understand. Why are you saying that Christianity is the cause? The obvious answer would be because it was Christians who did those things. Of course, Christianity is the cause. Those are Christians, ostensibly. You might say, oh, but what we could say is that, you know what? Not all people who call themselves Christians are really Christians. I don't think that's a good answer. I wouldn't go there because we have no way of knowing. And I'm convinced, knowing my own history, Christians can do terrible things. (laughs) Anyone here done something that they never want anyone in the world to find out about? Okay, me and the couple in the front row. (laughs) Of course we have. So where do we point a person? Where do we, where do we take an emotionally charged, legitimate, heartfelt challenge like that? Here's where I would take it. That may be true, and it may be, and it probably is. But how can Christianity be the cause when those things that were done, whether they're done by Christians or not, go directly against what Jesus teaches. You see, when defending the goodness of Christianity, we need to steer the conversation back to the goodness of Christ. Right? Because Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And love your enemies. And be generous to the poor. And give freely to anyone in need. And do to others as you'd want them to do to you. And even lay down your life for your friends. That's what Jesus taught. That's how he taught his followers to live. So doesn't it seem like the problem isn't Christianity? The problem is people claiming to be Christians who don't live like Christ. Isn't that the problem? Yes, that's the problem. The problem is that maybe there are imposters, people who take the name Christian who shouldn't. But I guarantee you there are those who are Christians who also are culpable. We can't get away from it. Don't deny it. You know what? Affirm what we can affirm. Mea culpa. I've done things too. But see, that's the whole point of the gospel. I, I don't know why Jesus has let, decided to leave his, his brand associated with a group like us. But that's the good news of the gospel. Is that broken, sinful flawed people he embraces as his own. And he takes their obvious sin and the evil and the wickedness that they do and he washes them clean of it and he forgives 
them for it. He takes the, the weight of it upon himself and releases them from the guilt and says, I forgive you, and makes sinners his children. That's the good news. You could leave them with a question. Can you imagine a world where everyone did live according to what Jesus taught? I don't know how the person would respond to that. But, but if, you, if you just watched what I tried to do in that conversation, and I, didn't, I haven't had this conversation yet. It's probably coming. But to move the conversation away from church, establishment, history, and move it to Christ. And get them to think about Christ and to hear what Christ has to say. Jesus can represent himself very well. He's like Teflon. Right? No one can pin anything to him. He was the perfect man. And, and even in a world that is so quickly departing from Christ, people still revere him. He's, he's taken care of his own reputation. Even where his people have... Um, done many things to sully it. This podcast has been a ministry of Prepared to Answer. Our mission at Prepared to Answer is to help prepare, equip, and encourage the Church of Jesus Christ to grow in confidence of faith by teaching Christians to think like Jesus. To access more resources to help you begin understanding life and the world around you with the mind of Jesus, visit our website at www.preparedtoanswer.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at prepared to answer. Or contact us directly by email at info at prepared to May the Lord bless and keep you.